This is Captivating Minds. I'm Stan. I'm Jake. This is our movie mayhem. We're doing Rudy. We're on that topic of football players. Rudy. And so we decided to go with a football-related movie. Rudy. Why not? Rudy's such a good one. We talked about a lot of them that we could do, like The Replacements. <sighs> See, I think The Replacements is one of those like underrated like football movies. Because there's a lot of, there's actually quite a few good actors in there. We almost talked about doing the longest yard. Yeah, see, see that one we that could would do. Be cool too. Would, would we? What would you rather do, the new one or the old one? What I would like to do is I'd like to do both and yeah. then compare the two. Yeah, like I have both. Right, I do too. So that's what. And I would I'm not like. even a big football right. guy. I just like movies. But, but the longest yard is pretty really, good. Both of them are, are really fantastic. Good. Really good. They're really good. So let's uh, start off with the opening scene. We can hear a band playing as the, as the credits begin. We see the main title. We see a town as the camera moves closer and closer through various shots. We can see a football game play, being played with a bunch of kids. These older kids are telling Rudy that he can't play a certain position because he's too small. These other kids don't even really give Rudy a chance to play, really, until almost the end of the game. As the game ends, these kids all rush to a house nearby... I'm thinking, uh, I, we don't know at this point, but some of them are brothers and some of them are just friends. We see a group of kids and a family all sitting down enjoying dinner. These kids seem to be giving the father the business as the father asks a bunch of them who these kids really are. It's kind of funny. Rudy tells his father that he wants to play football for Notre Dame. And at some point, the older kids all laugh at him. Everyone laughs at his dreams. They sit down to watch football. It's all right. It's a setup. That's a setup scene, too, in a sense. But what it is, is you you do have to be of certain size and stamina to be a football player, right? Different positions need to be different sizes, stuff like that. Like, you can be a fat guy and play football. You yeah. can. Some of my favorite guys. They're like a brick house. You ain't they, moving. They probably weigh... Three times more than me. You know what I mean? Like, rugged individuals. Yeah. But if you ran into them, like, you'd be fucked. Here's our IMDb disclaimer. We take a lot of information from IMDb because it's a great source of information for our Movie Mayhem episodes. You know, I have been waiting for another, like, company or something to, like, do something like IMDb. There's like Rotten Tomatoes, but they don't have enough information. And sometimes you can find some information on Wikipedia, but right. it's not as accurate as, as, accurate. as IMDb right. is. Yeah. So here's our fun facts section. In the final six minutes of the film, spoilers, the real Rudy has a cameo appearance as a Notre Dame fan sitting in the football stands. While the crowd is shouting, Rudy, Rudy, the camera points to the crowd, then cuts to a close-up of Rudy's father and brother can be seen on the left of Rudy's father. Rudy, the real Rudy, is wearing a plaid driving cap and a dark coat with a white fur collar. Uh, later during the cheering, his father turns and pay- playfully bats uh, the real Rudy. Yeah. So that's kind of a nice little fun fact that they can put the real person in these movies. Not often do you see, see that. Right, but I do like when they do that. Um, there's another movie which we're going to do later uh world trade center at the very end of that you actually get to see the real guys like yeah. nicholas cage and uh his real counterpart and his real counterpart are actually shaking hands and hugging and stuff which is i, I was thinking, i love that i stuff. was thinking of the wolf of wall street wolf wall street is the right other at one. the end yeah you see the royal jordan balfour too yeah while rudy's real life service in the u.s navy is not mentioned in the film the military duffel bag he carries is the numer in numerous street scenes is stenciled with his uh, with the name USN. That's cool. Yeah, that is kind of neat. In real life, uh, Dan Devine was uh, supportive of Rudy and elected to put him on in the game on his own because Devine considered Rudy a friend. He volunteered to play a villain uh, to get the film green light. Nice, kind of neat. That's cool. In the movie, Rudy is portrayed of having uh, largely gone into the steel industry after graduating high school. In reality. He served four years in the Navy. So there's kind of different parts. I mean, I think using the steel part was more a struggle for him. Yes. Not saying that being in the Navy is a struggle, but it's more of a struggle. It's one of those where, like, you need – with movies, you want to see your character evolve 
and change. And honestly, if you put him in the Navy going to play football. That's a little weird. To me. Not weird, but. No, to me, you're a badass for going to the Navy. That's right. So you're going to have a badass go from the Navy to football. You don't have much of a story there. Yes. Even though this is a great story and the real guy. You know what I mean? You're trying to sell the movie. That's right. So you have to kind of dumb it down a little bit. Or change it. Go sideways instead of up. Many of the priests and uh, uh, miscellaneous Notre Dame employees in the movie were actually Notre Dame employees. That's neat. That See, that's another thing I like when they actually add real people real people from the school. The crowd scene when Rudy is cheering in the stands is a real game between Notre Dame and Penn State. I did not know that. That's I neat, too. I didn't know that either. That's kind of neat. The football scenes have added sense of realism because the director, David Pugh. Never filmed any scenes with a camera on the field, as with a broadcast of a real game. All football scenes were filmed off with off camera, off field cameras, so it makes it feel like it's you're really into a real game. Because sometimes when you have a cinematic camera, it adds more like of a surreal feel to it, yes. or kind of like a glow feel to glowy feel. With these kind of cameras, it feels like TV esque, yeah, in a sense, yeah. yeah, like you're actually sitting at home watching like, a watching the game. game, yeah. yeah. The realism is turned up. That's right. The game film that Coach uh, Parlegian, or Pegigian is watching when Rudy walks in to ask if he could dress is actually from the game which Rudy played. See, that's oh, nice. See, that's a nice. Again, little yeah, it's it's nice. According to Rudy, he has no brother named Frank in real life. The character of Frank is all of the people who told Rudy he couldn't do it into one person. See, again, that you, you, you condense need a, it down. Right. You also need those villains. You need those people that is taking your character and beating him down the entire time, telling him he can't, can't, can't. So that's why, like, Frank is one of them. Adding, adding Frank is, is perfect. Another layer, yeah. Rudy runs his finger down the list of, uh, down the list to uh, clo- in the close up uh, in a close up twice. The first two times he he starts on one name and the second finger goes down to the other another name. The two names he starts his finger on are actually names of two players who picked him up and carried him off the field. See, that's kind of neat. Uh, this is the so first- they so they did honestly they did this movie right. There's a lot they, of details, a lot of details, a lot of pulling from real the life. real life. That's right. This is the first movie for Vince Vaughn. Which is... He's super young, though. He is very young in this. Yeah. but He <laughs> really is. But you can see how he met John Favreau, though, and they went to make other movies yeah. just from this one. Yeah. Like Swingers. Yeah. Oh, That's yes. a good one. According to the real life, Rudy, the character of Fortune was a combination of three different people that were helping him realize his dream playing football. But you can see that, though, with his his best friend and then kind of the uh, maintenance guy here. Yep. And then uh, so he's a couple different people that are kind of rooting for him in different places and encouraging him to do more and to really be in. Yeah, follow your dream. Don't let yeah. anyone tell you you can't. Yeah. That type of thing. While visiting the radio broadcast booth during a Giants baseball game, Sean Austin noted that the poster uh, photo of him – as Rudy wearing the suit with the duffel bag was shot on the field at Stanford University. That's kind of that's that's cool. neat. In the scenes from the game in which Rudy actually plays, the jerseys of the players have are the names of the actors and oh, crew. That's cool. That is kind of cool. I Put like the crew that. names. Right. Dan Devine was upset about the scene in which several players laid down their jerseys on on his desk. As a form of protest for not letting Rudy suit up for the upcoming Georgia Tech game, according to Devine, that incident never took place, and if it had, the players involved would have been booted off the team. So he wouldn't have had so, a football team. <clears throat> no, it. So you have you have these coaches, right? There's there's coaches that they're all about the win. They really don't give a shit about their players, and then there's coaches who really love their players and will respect respect them for all their decisions most of the time if you're going to protest the coaches will kick you out yeah and during the time frame of this football was football like nowadays there's there's a lot of protection and stuff like they wouldn't be booted out 
but they wouldn't have their needs met type of thing. It'd be like, you know what, grow up. But like in this day, yeah, you bet your ass there, there yeah. wouldn't. You wouldn't care. Hey, no. you know what? We're gonna take a loss because you all of you are off the team. Yeah. We'll just we'll pull from other Te- wherever, whatever to yeah. make a team. The real D Bob uh, plays the bartender in the movie. See, that's cool. That is kind of cool. First, yeah, we talked just talked about this first movie in which John Favreau and Vince Vaughn star together. That's cool. According to future NFL players who played on the Notre Dame team when Rudy was a senior, uh, was a senior was a future. Hall of Fame quarterback Joe um, Joe Montana was also a freshman at that time. Wow. So that's kind of neat. Joe Montana. One of two movies shot at Notre Dame. The other one is Newt Rocky All-American. Another 1940 uh, football movie. Names shown on... Names shown on the dress list are players members from the 1974 team. That includes uh, typographical errors. <clears throat> really? Yeah. The first dress list for the Notre Dame versus Air Force game and away game played in Colorado Springs, not home. The game was one of Joe Montana's first great comeback games down 10 to 30 in the fourth quarter. You know what that means. I'm just reading from the fun facts. Okay, so there's only four quarters in a game. Uh, each quarter is... Okay, each quarter is 15 minutes of gameplay, right? But a lot goes in those 15 minutes. So 15 minutes technically will last 30 minutes. With commercials, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, 45 with I'm commercials? not sure how they do it with college. But, yes, with commercials, but with, like, penalties and all this stuff. So when you're, when you're at the fourth quarter and you're down by 20 points... You only have 15 minutes to score on the other team. Score on the other team to like win. win. So I mean, to come back from 10 to 30, from 10, losing 30 to 10, and then winning 31 to 30 is pretty impressive. Yeah. There's a sign above the stairs to the Notre Dame locker room that lists the national championships won through the year, a sign that omitted the 1977 and 1988 championship references were substituted for the movie. Hmm. John Whitmer, uh, the trainer, was one of the actual Notre Dame football athletic trainers. Likewise, the scene with him is shot in the actual training room. That's cool. <clears throat> The crowd scenes during Rudy's final game were filmed during a halftime at a real game between Notre Dame and Boston College during 1992. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. During the Georgia Tech versus Notre Dame game, Rudy is the only one without a name on the back of his jersey. Oh, I didn't even notice that. It's been often considered that Rudy was the most non-athletic and poor football player poor football player who only made the team due to his work ethic. Although the real Daniel E. Rudiger was four year uh, letterer and three year starter at Juliet Catholic school and was believed to have broken his team's all time tackling record, mainly because Juliet was a small school and not reaching 150 students per grade until after it went co-ed which was after Rudy had graduated. Even real-life Notre Dame coach Ara Perskagen, whatever, recalled that Rudy was great tackling form and could get around blockers better than some of his others. So that's kind of a neat little fact. But because of his small stature, they didn't think he could do he it. He could do it. That, that That's not a thing. You have They thought the only way you could tackle another individual is you have to be big. Yeah. In the middle of the thing, in the middle of the film, during the scene in which Father Kavanaugh speaks to Rudy in the Basilica, Notre Dame President Emeritus Father Theodore Heisberg and Edmund Joyce, Heisberg's uh, vice president, makes a cameo appearance. They are seen at the beginning of the scene walking into the Basilica to the right of Father Kavanaugh's character, Father. Hasberg and pre- and was president with the real when the real Rudy Rudiger attended Notre Dame. Well, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Having worked previously with director Dazen Asimpu, writer Angelo Pizzo, 
on Hoosiers, uh, Jerry Goldsmith was the first choice to score the film. Huh. So he worked on they worked on Hoosiers, which is a, another really good uh, sports movie yep. too. Ned Beatty plays Sean Astin's father. The year before, he appe- he appeared in Prelude to Kiss, in which he played the husband of Astin's real life mother, Patty Duke. That's cool. Yeah. Cecil Ross, who betra- who betrays Coach Dan Devine, had previously appeared in movies about basketball, base up uh, Hoosiers. Baseball, Major League. Ross himself was actually a three-spot star in high school in all three sports. You ever see Major League? It's been a minute, but yes. <laughs> I yeah. love Major League. In the final scene, Notre Dame spots information director Roger Valsiri and honored with his name on the back of a player's jersey. In the movie, the players and coaches of Rudy's Juliet Catholic High School football team were made up of real high school players and coaches from Mount Carm- Carmel High School in Chicago, Illinois. These two schools were brother schools formed under the same order of priests and having and had an off-and-on rivalry since the 1920s. There are also the two uh, state schools that won one team uh, won a lot, I guess, uh, in Illinois, and at the time of filming, were both coming off of championships. The irony that players from Mount Carmel were dressed in their rivals' jerseys, then had to act the scene out uh, out on turf uh, was kind of a bittersweet thing. That's that, kind of that's yeah. kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, although only two players are shown, Rudy act, uh, got in the Georgia Tech game for three plays. This was an incomplete pass between the kickoff and the sack of the final play. What does that mean? The sack of a uh, sack off? Um, Something something dirty. Yeah, so when it's a sack, (laughs) that means uh, the quarterback was tackled. Okay. So they call that a sack. (laughs) UFC Hall of Fame... uh, Dan the Beast uh, Steven was an extra in the movie as a player doing drills. This is right after he finished college (laughs) at Arizona State. In 2008, uh, Senator John McCain used the track Take Us Out from Jerry Goldsmith's score for his presidential bid. (laughs) Huh, that's a little weird. (laughs) Dan Devine was 51 years old when he took over the helm at Notre Dame, same as uh, Cecil Ross, the actor that portrayed him at the time the movie was oh, released. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Just like in the movie, Rudy was the only player on the field with no name on, on his jersey that day. As he portray- as portrayed in the movie, he was actually carried off in the field, which is neat how they they yeah. took real elements and they took some movie elements. They kind of combined them to create something. Right. Here's our actors list. We have Sean Astin, John Favreau, Ned Beatty, Charles Dutton, Robert uh, Poliski, Jason Miller, Lily Taylor. That's really the... And, and Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah, but yep. he was only like, I would say a can't, small uh, role. Yeah, it was a very small Two role. Two scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the budget. It was $22 million. So to me, 22 mil for a sports movie is quite a bit. That's a lot of money. That's a <laughs> lot of money. Which I understand. I mean, you got a lot of extras. You got... Oh no! Sorry, uh, that's how much it made. Sorry, I couldn't find how much it was. How much? Oh, it made. okay. So it made twenty-two. I didn't see. I didn't. I couldn't find out how much it w- was cost to make. Sorry. Oh, okay. With right. this yeah, one, yeah. yeah. But made twenty. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. No. Opening weekend was barely a, a million. Wow. So it didn't. I didn't think it commercially did that well. Right. Maybe over some time it it got some yeah, call success, it, see, but maybe that's at the what time, I'm thinking. Like, it's a it's a. To me, it's a classic. It's a classic movie. So it's probably over the years, most everyone has seen Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. yeah. Whether I, you're a sport person see, or not. I'm not a sports guy, but right. I remember seeing this years ago, and yeah. I thought this was a good movie then. But we can, we'll also talk about this in a little <clears> bit. Maybe it was the competition that it was up against that had something <sighs> to do with it, too. Yep. Where was the movie filmed? It was actually filmed in Indiana, various parts of Indiana. Uh, Holy Cross College, Juliet, Indiana, South Bend, Indiana, Rockin- Rockdale, Illinois. So they they try to be as you know, yeah, they try to yeah as realistic all, as po- possible. All and, Indiana, and that is very surprising. Yeah, because you most figured of, sometimes most of the time set, it's like 
backlot maybe oh we're gonna it, it's gonna be filmed in hollywood but then we're gonna do some shots here in indiana and then maybe we'll film over here yeah and do some b-roll but yeah. they really did film in indiana so the year this movie came out was 1993 this is my favorite section so we've got demolition man uh, yes dazed and confused <laughs> yes. a bronx tale robin hood men in tights see kind of understand i kind of understand because honestly i think i'm choosing almost every single one of these over rudy yeah honestly Demoli- if i could be totally if, honest like rudy you're you're at the movies in 93 you got demolition man or rudy yeah demolition man demolition like, man yeah come on it's dazed and confused is still it's still good it's a teen movie but it's but, totally different than rudy though right but you're watching like mcconaughey that's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a Bronx Tale was also Robert Nero's first movie he directed, too, which I really like A Bronx yes, Tale. Yes, I like Bronx. And then it's, it's Mel Brooks. Men in Tights. It's Mel Brooks. So if you got Dazed and Confused and uh, Men in Tights. I'm seeing Men in Tights. Men in Tights, yeah. Yep. I'm seeing Men in Tights over Dazed and Confused. Men in Tights or Demolition Man? Ooh. Ooh, that is that one's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. I think Demolition Man. You go. To, I'd I'd go Men in Tights. I think Demolition Man. I am although a, Demolition Man is really funny and it has its moments because it, I am a sucker for like '90s Stallone. Yeah, because in the '90s he was at a peak. He was at. There were so many good movies that he he did. Whether you like Demolition Man or not, but like he was on a roll. Demolition Man, Dread. Dread wasn't great, but no. I still like Dread. Um, What's the one with heights? Uh, cliffhanger. Yep. yep. Like, which I was talking to you about this before. I found out the score for that did Predator and Mohitans, the last Mohitans. That's why if you watch Cliffhanger, you can hear, you can hear the elements from those movies. No shit. So here's the director, and we're going to go through his uh, what he's done. I think that's that's just a small list right there. Oh no, he's got more. Uh, so his name is David Azenkew. So we'll start from the bottom. Yep, in 1981 to 1983, he directed some episodes of Hill Street Blues. Uh, in 83, The Last Leaf. In 83 to 85, he directed some episodes of St. Elsewhere. In 85, he did episodes of Miami Vice. So he was like... Where's Miami Vice? Over here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, 85. Yep. Oh, sorry, I skipped that one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then 85, he did uh, Hometown. Yep. So he did a lot of TV. And then Hoosiers. Deadly Cave, another TV movie. So more TV. Fresh, ho- uh, fresh Horses. Is that uh, like Directed e- by? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 93, he did the In the Company of Darkness. Uh, 93, Rudy. 95, Moonlight and Valentino. 99, Swing Vote. Uh, 2002, Wise Girls. Uh, 2002, Two Against Time. We want to know something. So far, the only one I've seen of his is Rudy. Rudy, yeah. Uh, 2003, LA 187. Uh, 2005, The Game of Their Lives. 2006, The Bedford Diaries, another TV show. Uh, yeah. And then 2012 is The Little Red Wagon. See, I've, I've only never seen, heard of So he did a lot of TV movies and a lot of TV yeah. episodes. So that, yeah, I mean, he was a big TV I mean, guy. the old Miami Vice. Vice. I did like Miami Vice. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I've oh, heard Hoosiers. Hoosiers, yeah, obviously. But you can see maybe that was it. Yeah. Hoosiers was a big peak, and then he kind of went down yeah. a little bit and then back up with Rudy. Because, that I mean, was he did Hoosiers, it. and then he went back to TV movies. TV movies. Like, you, that's you can do still do TV movies and get paid fairly well, but I mean, it's it's not the same at that it, time to, anyway. To me, it just seems like if like if you do TV movies and you do them well, you stick with it. That's right. But if you go to try bouncing back and forth, sometimes you can't quite get the same get magic. One and another. Like, sometimes your movies are really good and your TV movies are crap, or your TV movies are really good and, and your, your movies, movies are crap. crap. Yeah. So when was the first time you saw this one? Um, God, I can't remember how maybe, old it was. Maybe on TV. I think I it was on TV. TV. Yeah. yeah. I think it was on, like, you know, one of those, like, TNT. Yeah. I don't think it would be heavily edited at all. No, no, no. No, I don't nothing, think so. Because I would say PG. And what we what did we figure? This was, like, an hour and 56 minutes? Yeah. 
So it's not even a long movie. So even if you watch this with commercials, maybe like two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Because it'll spread it out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So it's not overly long. No, no. So no. to watch it on TV is a bad. I mean, rewatching it was. It wasn't too bad. Because I haven't seen it in a bit. I haven't seen it in a bit so either. When I didn't I, realize it was that long. Not yeah. saying it was bad, but I didn't realize it was that extent of it. Yeah. It se- it honestly seems shorter yes. than what it is. But I think it's because... Because it moves quick. The beginning is a little slow, but once you yeah. get to a certain point, maybe the 25, 25 minute mark, it, it just escalates and it moves and a lot And because faster. you're like involved with the character and stuff, you're like... You want to see more. To me, I was... Because I was hooked with the character... Like, time didn't even matter. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, it was the end of the movie, and I was like, holy, holy shit, shit, I sat here for yeah. two hours. Yeah. Here are our top ten scenes. Scene number ten, we cut to a few years later. We see Rudy playing football as a teenager. The coach brings in the team and gives them a final good speech. He talks about how, how some of the, the members on the team will never wear a football uniform again. This is their last time. The seniors get to push the uh, the coach as the lower ca- classmen watch on and cheer. Rudy is up, and he is the smallest on the team. This is evident. Again, he, he grew up, but, but he didn't grow up to be a bigger football player. The coach tells Rudy that he'll be missed. Rudy takes off his helmet and walks a little off the field with a little bit of reluctance on his face. We can kind of see it already. Rudy is in class. The teacher tells him that he is a dreamer, not a doer. This teacher also puts Rudy back into his place a little. Rudy signs up to go on a tour of Notre Dame, but he walks onto the bus, and the to- and the teacher from earlier stops him and pulls him aside. This teacher tells Rudy that he isn't smart enough without saying it outright. With, like, four teachers. Teachers. To be saying that crap. Teachers and coaches pretty much say, hey, like, you, you had a good run, but there's no way you're going to college. Yeah, we'll get into it in questions. You know like, what I mean? Like, but, but that's a little rough. It's kind of, like, if teachers did that nowadays, they'd be fired. Yeah. Uh, scene number nine, four years later, we uh, we see inside the mill. I'm not quite, we're not quite sure what kind of mill it is. I would say steel. Of some sort. I, I would say it's some sort of like metal factory. Yeah. yeah. Rudy is working at the local mill with his father. Rudy is sitting with his friend, and uh, it's Rudy's birthday, and his friend gives him a Notre Dame sweater. We can see that the sweater means a lot to Rudy because it kind of just makes his day. Rudy is telling his friend that he has some money saved up. The friend seems to be supportive of his dreams, which is the first time in the movie so far that we've seen someone supportive of his dreams. We see Rudy and his girlfriend looking at houses, but she seems to have ideas for his life without kind of including him a little bit. She tells him that she has put in, she's been very patient with him. Scene number eight, we cut back to the mill. Rudy and his friend are talking about, <clears throat> are talking about a bar fight that happened the night before. Something is going wrong in the mill. Rudy's in charge of the water, but the line just won't seem to work at this point for the main valve system. The water is in the line. The water in the line has stopped working. He yells over to his friend, but it, it is too late. There's a massive explosion, <clears throat> and his friend goes flying. We transition to the funeral, and Rudy, Rudy is clearly shaken by the situation. We can see that he blames himself, and he has to step outside of the funeral. He has a conversation with his girlfriend where he tells her that he has to do what's right for him, and they break up at the funeral. We see Rudy waiting at the bus stop, and his father comes to join him. They have a nice little conversation. It's a small heart-to-heart. His father tells him the hard truth, that he may not be a football player. He tells him that Notre Dame isn't for everyone. Now, it's even with his girlfriend. His girlfriend is also a person, just like all the others, controlling him telling him what he needs to do he has no say he has like no say in his life up until the funeral that's right so like he loses his friend and then goes this isn't for me this isn't for me i need to lose this girlfriend and i need to go where i've been wanting to go my entire life change changing my life yeah right scene number seven we see rudy sitting alone waiting for a priest the priest tells him uh 
there will be sacrifices that he'll need to make in order to make it to Notre Dame. There's a miscommunication. The priest thinks that he wants to be a priest, but he wants to play football. Rudy has an honest conversation with this priest. Rudy lays it all on the line and tells the priest that people have been telling him his whole life what he can't do and he wants to choose for himself. The priest tells Rudy that there's a smaller college nearby that he can help he can help him get into, but there's a catch. He has to maintain good grades and have a very high GPA. This is a small step in the right direction for Rudy. Scene number six, Rudy uh, jumps the gun a little bit and steps into the field. He talks to someone on the field. We can see Rudy has some confidence. Rudy goes to the coach of Notre Dame. He sits down with the coach and lays down his life on the line. We can see Rudy sitting in class, taking a lot of notes. We can also see Rudy flirting with a girl. Rudy makes a friend with the teacher's assistant in this class, uh, and Rudy makes a good friend, and this is clear that they kind of need one another. Rudy goes onto the field again, and these players uh, plow into right into Rudy without giving a damn. Rudy makes a, another friend, the head's groundskeeper as well, he gets a job working on the grounds, so now he's got a couple different friends coming from a couple different directions. We see a montage of Rudy meeting girls and working at the same time. Rudy and his friend Deepop are sitting down studying when a really pr- a pretty girl approaches them, and Deepop is speechless. So this, it's almost, uh, I don't know if you know this, but hazing, you know what yeah. hazing is? Yeah. So when he's a new kid, no matter his size or not he's still gonna get it he's still gonna get it he's yeah. still gonna get beat up on the field and stuff yeah i mean that's just how Part it is it, you're yeah. you're a freshman that's right you're a freshman i'm gonna just i'm gonna beat the crap out of you that's right it's how it works rudy and the groundskeeper go into the locker room and rudy has a moment in the locker room he reads the metal plaque that's within the room rudy clearly knows his football and the groundkeeper tries to bring him back to reality just a little rudy steps on a stool and repeats a quote from the coach, word for word, the groundskeeper can clearly see he isn't the smartest, but he has guts, and that's that's what he needs. Rudy meets a girl with an intention of setting his friend up, but gets lost And when it comes to football-related activities. He gets another job painting helmets for Notre Dame, and he lies to this girl about being a student at Notre Dame to impress her. He goes to a bar, and after, after painting these helmets talks about football and he is uh, kind of alone at the bar but he sees her he gets a little drunk and a little overly confident and then tells her the truth by accident and it blows up in his face he's no longer able to paint the helmets because technically he isn't a student right yeah so he's been faking it the whole time yeah but sometimes you gotta fake it to make it or to impress the girl or to impress the girl and that's what he's doing yes. he's trying to impress her he's, he's like He's trying to get in. That's right. And again, he's the other thing I hate about most sports movies is when they focus on a character, they always imply that they're not smart. You know what I mean? They have but, heart, but they're not smart. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, like, Rudy is smart. That's right. Uh, it's just like the blind side, right? They made him seem like he was dumb. But when he's he actually a really, really smart, smart guy. Yeah. In real, I, wonder, just, I wonder if they toned that down for the movie. We can't make him too too smart because then he can be smart so and athletic more, and charismatic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's like you have to just you, tone you it have down. to have some of these weaknesses so you're, you're realistic. You're fighting for the little guy. That's right. Rudy gets into the stadium after the fact and is never able to see a game at Notre Dame. He sneaks in to and uh, find he sneaks in, lays on a bed. Rudy continues to work for the groundskeeper, and this guy kind of helps him out. Rudy goes back to the priest and shows that his grades are good. He applies for Notre Dame, but he does not get in. He goes home uh, for the uh, for a holiday. He comes home and shows his father his grades, but his father does not really seem impressed at this at all. Rudy's older brother is now dating Rudy's ex-girlfriend. So that's a little bit of a tough, that's a tough moment for him. Oh, yeah. uh, Rudy leaves as soon as he gets home, and it just isn't working for him. He begins to push himself more. Well, it's, 
do, do you really want to show up and then be like, oh, my, my brother's with my ex-girl? That's a little screwed That's, up to begin with. Uh, she kept her in the family, though. Right, yeah. <laughs> Scene number three, we get another montage of Rudy trying to do more and more to be better. We see him training. We see him studying. We see him talking to the girl he trying to screw, he's kind of screwed up with. Rudy is clearly fed up that he isn't getting anywhere. He is, he is clearly pushing himself to do more and more, and he isn't getting any newer results. We can see as time goes by, he's trying to push himself even more to be the best. Rudy sits down on the couch and talks with the priest. The priest tries to tell him with uh, talk to him with honesty. We can see that that this is really taking a toll on him, and he he finally gets accepted to Notre Dame. So all that hard work has been paying off. To a certain extent. Yep. Scene number two. He begins. Uh, he brings the letter, letter, his acceptance letter to Notre Dame to his father, and his father seems to be proud of him. His father holds on to the letter Rudy gave him. Rudy begins to go for the football uh, team tryouts. One of the coaches' assistants talks to all the play the players that try out. They're going to uh, get beat and hard by the, the actual players. We can see Rudy training with the team. We can see some of the players are, are too slow, and it, it's, take, it's taking some time, and they're also getting a beating. We can see Rudy watching on and getting beat down over and over and over. We can see Rudy, Rudy having more heart than some of the other players as well. Yeah, because he's taking these beatings. And, and he's, he's like, not getting he's not that. giving up. He's just, right. He keeps taking it, keeps getting up, and keeps going for more. Uh, scene number one, the coaches talking among themselves as they mention Rudy. Rudy is pulled aside by one of the coaches. Rudy is told that he's on the team and all of his hard work has kind of paid off. He goes back to his maintenance friend and thanks him. Rudy and his other friend, Deepop, another shared moment too. We see Rudy take a beating by various other players. It's a, like another montage. He's just getting knocked down over and over. And at the end of some of these montages, you can see he's covered in ice and he's beat down. But what makes it different, though, makes it different is Rudy tells these other players to hit him. We can see Rudy take hit after hit in these practices, and he's still relentless in the fact that he's still getting beat. The coaches tell the other players to play more like Rudy, and the other players are starting to be resentful of Rudy himself. He goes home, and he talks to his brother, but his brother has no faith in him as a football player. Yep. So out of those scenes so far, which one uh, stood out the most? Mine is when he actually finally makes makes the team. Makes he, Notre Dame. He finally is on where he wants to be. His hard work has paid off. So you're you're now rooting for him to keep going. And pretty much you're like with him on telling all the other people to fuck off. I mean, that's what it is. I like I like the kind of the workout montages because you don't see them as much. It was like a nice 80s montage because you see him doing this and then you see him doing that. And then you see him doing something else. And all three of them, you can just see he's being consistent and working hard yep. and keeping and up doing it's it. Constant. It's constant. It's not right. like he's laying off. It, it's almost like he's never taking a break. He's just he's constantly working. He's just bringing 100%. Here's some questions we had while ha having it. How many times do these uh, kids all go over to dinner? Like, There's like six kids. Listen. That's a lot of kids. You I have, would kick these kids out. You you have a big family. So yeah. if, if all of your kids brought a friend over. Yeah, not happening. Hey, <laughs> guess what? Someone's eating like bread. Like That's as much as you're getting. Instead of knocking the kid down, uh, wouldn't you think that this teacher would be somewhat supportive? See, that's my thing. That's why like, I want you to hold off on it. Like you're a teacher. Your whole your whole job is to inspire. To inspire kids to do more in life. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's the time period. But he was but, knocking them down instead of supporting them. Right. So that was a big thing. Does Rudy blame himself for his friend's death? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would believe so. It was one of those where it's almost like if he could fix the pressure, Yeah. it would have been fine, but because he didn't know what to do. So if he fixed the pressure, though, would he have still played football? See, that's the other thing. 
if his friend's alive. It, it was almost like this had to happen for him to kickstart his life. That's right. Because you're right. If he did fix it and everything was fine, he probably would have just kept Stayed on there. going. He probably yeah. would have married that girl and had that had ordinary that life. Right. Is his dad being honest or kind when they're at the bus station? Uh, honest. Honest. I yeah. thought so too, yeah. How would a priest be helpful for him to get into this college? I didn't know how it was going to play out, so that's why I kind of put it in there. I was like, yeah. wait, wait, wait. He's not a, a college he, administration person. No, he's yeah. just a priest. That's right. Uh, how good does his GPA have to be at this like smaller college? So you're looking – you have to have close to a four. To like, get into Notre Dame? Yeah, like to – like you got to be up there. Yeah. You probably could get away with like 3.8. 3.8. Yeah. Maybe. That's still good. But like they're looking like Notre Dame is one of the top college. It's like almost like going into like Harvard or Stanford yeah. or something. You got to be like smart. wicked smart. How is he able to sneak into Notre Dame field without anyone See, seeing him? That's the that's the other question I had. Like no one saw him. No one. He <laughs> just keeps going in. He's he's snuck all the way in. Cuz uh, nowadays you like, you can't even step, like, two feet without cameras without and sensors. Without cameras or anything. How many girls does Rudy have to talk to for his friend Beat Bob? We see a montage, yeah. and he talks to a lot of them. Talks but to a lot. lot of them. Uh, is it a bit strange to talk to yourself when you're alone at a bar? It's a little bit. But honestly, if you're drunk enough, you'll talk to whatever. It's a little disconcerting, too. It is. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't his father give a little bit uh, with the good grades? It seems like his father wasn't really supportive with the good grades. It was only Be- he was only supportive once he got into Notre Dame. I think it the whole thing was he got all these good grades and applied for Notre Dame and didn't get in. And I think that's where the father is. The father's like, so what if you have good grades? You're still not in the college. That's right. Uh, did he bring the acceptance letter to his father first thing, or did he show anyone else? We have shown his friends at the school, the maintenance guy and his no, friend. Uh, I don't know. Or did he bring it right home to his I father? I think he would show his father. Yeah. I think the father was the definitely first. One. first. Yeah. yeah. So those are all the questions we had. If it's on cable with commercials, is it worth it? Yeah. I'd, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd say so. I would yeah. say so. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's one of those movies where... There's nothing in it that could cut. No, no. There's so not you any could, bad scenes. You could put this totally on Even it. if there's a TV edit, there's probably a little bit less violence or something. Right. Or whatever. But yeah, this is totally fine to watch with commercials. What streaming service would it ideally be on? I, I didn't see it on any. They might have changed it in September when they do new ones. But right. I, as of um, the time of us watching this, I didn't see it. Maybe Amazon or Paramount. Yeah, I would say Air, uh, yeah, or Paramount. Netflix Peacock, may- maybe. Netflix maybe. Yeah, Netflix. What was your? I think I saw it on Netflix months ago. Yes, but I didn't see it yeah, this time. Re- recently, what was your favorite part? Oh, my favorite part. I think we're gonna have different parts. So, I have to say the storytelling. Yeah, would probably be my favorite part of the movie. It was the the way they told the story of Rudy how he had to fight for what he wanted and the str- they showed the struggles and Throughout how, all what, the odds. how it wasn't easy and stuff I think that's what I liked about I, it I liked when the other players dropped their jackets off well yeah yeah that oh, was a yeah. good scene because then you can see that he's been rooting for himself the whole time and now someone's finally rooting the for rest him. of the team is yeah. kind of stepping up being like okay now he should play yeah. like we don't have much time left so that's support the kind of support that he needed throughout the film and, which is a good and it's the support you've part. been waiting for that's the entire right. time the entire time you're waiting for not not just these one or two individuals you're waiting for a bunch of people team. to stand up and be like hey like we need him something you didn't like um not really. I mean, it could probably have been a little longer. I would have. I would have liked to see more football. I would have liked to seen him play. It only felt like they saved that's it for I, the last two minutes. That's what I mean. Maybe like, maybe show him playing. That's that I mean, would have been cool. Yeah. Like showing more high school, him playing in high school. Or no, I meant at Notre Dame. Showing but, him other. Well, Notre, I mean, yeah. like show more of him. How actually what, doing it? Like how well he was in high school. Yes. 
and then showing him play more in Notre Dame. Like, yeah. Just show, show him doing it. Yeah. Right. It's a football movie with very little football. Well, no, there's there's football, but he just but, doesn't do it as not, much as you thought he was. Right. Doing. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean. It's like it's there, but you're you're wanting to watch your character go be involved. That's in it, right. Not watch the game. That's right. Would you pay forty dollars to watch it once? <sighs> I don't think I would. I don't think I would either. I don't think I would. It, it's if I this movie like, came so, out today, would you spend? You know. Right. I don't see with sports movies, they're tough. I tend to just wait until like I can rent it. I usually like them and end up buying them, but it's just something I don't like go to the movies and watch or like am willing to spend that money, that much money on. Like to me, I'm spending money on like horror movies or like action movies. That's right. That's where I'm spending the money on sports movies. I'll just wait. Because I've seen some pretty bad sports movies where I just... They're not good? Like, I've watched it and went, eh, okay. I'm glad I waited. You know that there's a Stallone soccer movie? There's not. Is there? You want to put money on this? Oh, my God. What is it? We'll have to look it up after. But, yeah, there's a Stallone where he's a soccer player. So this must be a young Stallone. After Rocky. Fucking Christ. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So what's your ideal way of watching it? <laughs> Without Stallone. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to see it in a theater. No, honestly, see the crowd honestly reaction. this one, I would not have mind seeing it in a theater. theater. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing it in a theater at that year's prices. Yes. You know what I mean? That's a good one. Okay. Or watching the movie at Notre Dame. See, that'd be cool. That would be cool. They set up a giant projector at so, Notre Dame. So there's actual stadiums that will do that. No shit. Um, sometimes if there's away games, they will invite people in so they can watch the away games on the big monitors. Oh, that's kind of cool. So That's kind of like neat. It would be cool if they actually showed this at Notre Dame. On, like, so next their year big... will be the anniversary. That'd be cool if they could do it. That'd be really invite, cool. Invite the the cast the like crew, everyone back and stuff the and real get, Rudy yeah yeah that'd be cool so here's our greatest oh shit moments getting the sweater early See, on that was kind of nice yeah. that was that was like very heartwarming yeah because it's something that he only had that one friend that kind of believed in him right. and they gave him the sweater too getting into the junior college yep uh, sneaking onto the football field which I still don't understand but... how uh, meeting the new friends that kind of help him along his way yeah getting the job Mm-hmm. Uh, getting onto the team. See, that was like the biggest. When he, the, fi- when he finally made it, you're you're like, yeah. Playing in the game. I thought this one was the biggest. Mm-hmm. Last minute playing in the game. Yep. So who had the best performance? Oh, Austin. Austin. Yeah. Austin had it. Yeah. Austin was great. He was in the. He, he got in the bag. Yeah. I think this could have been almost Oscar bait for him. It was close. It was close. Really he, close. He could have. I'm uh, honestly. It was really close. Honestly, the guy should have one. Or Golden Globe or something. Something. Because this one was good because it was a hero story. Second favorite uh, performance. Oh, my God. The father or or his friend or the maintenance guy? I would say father, maintenance guy. Or his friend. Like, all three of them were The brother. The brother's a real dick right until the end, though. Yeah, I know. That's... It's I hard. Go the it's brother. hard. Yeah, it's hard to pick. Because there's a, a lot of B players in this one. I I might go the brother because the yeah. brother was a real dick to him. Yeah, and he he kept it up he, the, throughout the whole th- <laughs> throughout the whole thing. So consistent. Here's the ending. Rudy goes back to the coach and tells him that he knows he isn't a football player. The coach tells him that he wishes that he uh, a lot of the other football players had half the amount of heart that he did. Rudy talks to the coach, and the coach tells him that he will be able to play one game next season. The coach, the coach quits, and a new coach is brought on to Notre Dame. We see that his friend, uh, Beepop, finally got a girl, and everyone seems to be getting their dreams kind of realized but Rudy. Rudy keeps practicing over and over, still not making the team. We see him... Uh, moment where Rudy sees Mary on the sidelines and kind of surprises her. We see another montage of Rudy not making the team over and over, and we can see the frustration in him kind of just gradually building up. The rest of the players 
see he has heart, but he never makes the team. He has one more conversation with his maintenance friend, and his friend gives him a one final like push, you know, to try to motivate him again. He's motivated one last time. His friend, who is also a player on the team, tells him. Uh, uh, his friend, the maintenance guy, was also a player and tells him to at least try because he may regret it. Rudy comes back for the last practice. The whole team comes forward and tells the coach that they want Rudy to play. So he tells his family and friends that he might be able to play. His family shows up to the game. The coach brings the team together. He makes a speech, and we see this speech is similar to the speech made in the beginning when the his senior his teacher was talking to the seniors. A lot of you may not may wear this uniform for the last time. We see the game being played. The rest of the, the players and now the crowd all begin to chant Rudy. The final play occurs and Rudy is brought in. He manages to make a single play and show others that it could be done. And that's how you do it. So, reboot it? No. no. I would say leave this alone. I'd say leave it alone, it's, too. It's pretty good. Yeah. it's No Netflix series for that? No. What would you make it like? It would probably be a 10-episode thing. It would have to be. Yeah. It would have to be. I mean, you could do it. It would just be long. It would just be... I think you would almost ruin it. Too much. Too much. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're... I I wouldn't mind seeing them make it extremely accurate. Where you're telling the, like, the actual the true story. story. Like, everything is true right all, up. All the way through. Like, there's no made-up brother. There's no, like... Yeah. I want to, like, seeing him in the Navy. Yeah. Like, that would be kind of neat and stuff. And the struggles maybe he had in the Navy. Maybe after his football career, too. Yeah. See what see, he did after? Because we don't know what yeah. he... he may, did he go to the NFL? We don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, we don't need a sequel. Don't need a think. sequel. No. no. Watch Bypass? I would say definitely watch. You don't, definitely necessarily, you don't necessarily have to buy this one unless you're like a sports person. Yes. Like if you really love like sports, sports movies, you really love um, like football especially, you like college football, like you could buy it for that. But yeah. honestly, like if you just like a uh, – if you like a, a movie where you're rooting for your character the whole time, yeah. like, I would say definitely watch, don't buy, definitely don't pass, yeah, don't either, pass but it. at least give it a, a good watch. That's all we got for uh, Rudy. Yeah, so if you like what you hear, follow us on Facebook, Captivated Minds, on Instagram at Minds Captivated. Please email us, CaptivatedMinds2 at gmail.com. And everything is listed in the show notes. If you listen to us on Apple, on iTunes, please let us know how we're doing with a review. We'd love to hear from you. And if you also listen to us on Spotify, make sure those notifications are turned on so you get up to date when we drop new episodes. Yeah, so thank you all for listening. Thank you.